Hi, I'm Shanna. Welcome to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Each week, we'll dive into simple, effective ways to attract new clients for your professional organizing business. Let's jump in. Hi, Molly. How are you today? Hi, Shanna. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good. I am excited about your topic. You are a copywriter and you are going to talk to us today about copywriting that can turn your website visitors into paying customers. I am. I am. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. I am a copywriter, but the the fun thing is I actually was an organizer many, many years ago. And so I kind of have a little bit of both sides. Um, So that's kind of what makes it fun too. Yeah. Well, tell me first how you got into pro organizing and then kind of how that morphed into what you do now. Sure. Absolutely. So it was quite a while ago. Uh, It was like 2006, 2007. And I loved organizing just like any organizer gets started. You know, it's just something that they are good at. And so I did the, you know, usual thing. I, I helped families, I helped or my family and friends. And then um, it just kind of turned into to a business. So I ran that for a couple of years, but then I was working in an office and I had been thinking about maybe, you know, trying something different and they actually offered me a position. So I started working for this company that I had organized for okay. and ended up working in their marketing department and learning a lot of different marketing strategies and so forth, but copywriting is okay. really what I loved. And so what kind of business was it that hired it's you? A, it's a linen company actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do linens for spas and then home too. So sheets, sheets and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually learned a lot of their, like the copywriting for products and so forth, but then I started writing their blog and writing their emails and I just loved it. I've always been a writer, um, but I never knew what copywriting was. That is so interesting. And that's, um, it's kind of a leap too to go from (laughs) hands-on, um, you know, categorizing, creating systems, creating functionality into, okay, how do I position these products into something that is a good fit for customers? Yes, it was a leap. I have to admit part of that leap was because I got married, I had kids, I moved away. (laughs) So, you know, life transitions happen. And so that was part of the the change too, is it was something I could do from home while I was raising my kids. And so, yeah, yeah, but it is a leap. And, um, but it just kind of flowed naturally for me with the writing background I had and how much I loved it. I really started to learn how the words matter when we are writing for our businesses. And so when I first got into it, it was intimidating. You know, I thought of sales, sales, I think can be a kind of scary word for some people. And so when it comes to words, you know, that they matter. And so it took me some years not years, but took me some time to get over that, that, you know, sticky word of sales. And now I love it. I love connecting people with the right people, the right solution to a problem. And and that's essentially what the writing is, what copywriting is. Yeah. It's very much matchmaking. And I, I I feel the same way. Um, Something that I've always been um, very interested in is small business owners and small business owners success. And I just love the idea of 
you know, someone is taking a, um, a skill set or an ability of theirs, kind of like what you were saying with the organizing and then the writing, taking right. that skill and making it into something that helps someone else. And um, so taking that and then also you're like, you're communicating it as well. Yes. And that's what I've always been excited about was I know people need these services I know that they just need to find these services to be able to right. utilize them. So how can I match make them? How can I exactly. make it be something that they can find each other? Yeah. So that they can find each other. Cause that's the trick, right? You know, we, especially these days with social media and websites and everything that we have to put out there, it's almost like we put it out and then we just, you know, hope in a prayer that people find it. Right. And so it's, yeah, the, that, the old PR term is spray and pray. Like you put out all the <laughs> exactly. press releases. Okay, who's gonna hit? <laughs> right, right. Who who's who's gonna find me? And so that's why it can really make a difference in the way that we write about our business is that when when you have someone come to your website or see your social media, you want them to see themselves in the words. You want them to know, oh my goodness, this is the person that's gonna help me with that problem. Right. And and it's so important to also make your own personality shine because exactly. we are people that hire people. Yes. Rather than, you know, trying to be too stuffy or too professional. Exactly. Um, and I tell my clients yeah. that all the time that people buy from people and to put yourself into your copywriting, put yourself into your website or into your social media, you know, you don't have to reveal everything about yourself, but you can just, you know, one of the, one of the key elements of copywriting is to write the way you talk. Yep. And so that's such an important thing. And people do, I think they get stuck thinking, oh my gosh, I need to put my like English major hat on and my professional hat on when I'm writing. And that's when it ends up being kind of stuffy and, and so forth. So it really is important to try to just like take a breath and a beat and, and write the way that you talk. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also an evolution of the online world too, yes. because I remember um, I'm going to age myself here or date <laughs> myself, but I graduated high school in 99. And okay. so the websites that were online in 99, the early aughts, really when I was in college, it seemed like uh, it had to be super businessy, super professional. But then as we've all just kind of grown up online now. Yes. Now it's, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it's like initially the mass communication type of writing was being very professional and citing resources and like, like a brochure, like a, a pamphlet yes. or a brochure from 2000 is what websites used to be. Exactly. And now that they're just, it's just so informal because we've all grown up online at this right. point. And we've got these devices in our pockets that it really, um, it, you just, you have to come across personable and approachable if yes. you want to make that, that emotional human connection with your perspective. Clients. And I think that's what it's all about. It's about that connection. It's about that part where people just click and they just yeah. realize, because that's the thing with, you know, organizers or any business, there's so many others out there. Yeah. And so there's enough fish in the sea that you, you know, you'll find your people by speaking the way 
you know, or writing the way that you, you are so that you can attract the right people and not only gain more clients, get more people in the door, but get the right people, the people that work for you. And that can happen, you know, through, through that messaging so much. Definitely. Well, I see, um, I see a lot of professional organizers asking questions, um, whether it's within groups or on Facebook groups or whatnot. Um, sometimes they can get really, uh, kind of stopped in their tracks on what do I, what do I put on my website? What do I, um, how do I describe my services? How do I describe my packages? All of those kinds of questions. If someone had those sorts of questions, um, what would you tell them? Would you say like, you know, like, let's back up. Let's talk about your ideal client. Let's what's your process in getting someone from those questions into what they actually need to produce, which is that website content. Right. That's a, that's a great question because yeah, I do have people step back a a little bit. So before we get too much in our heads about like a list of what we do and what we offer, it's really important to think about who we want to speak to, because that really is how we're going to bring in the right people, the people that we love working with, not only like filling up our calendar, but also like filling it with people that we really enjoy working with. And so, yes, having, you know, taking a minute and sitting down and thinking about those ideal clients and not even you know, there's so much talk about an ideal client avatar, but I think instead think about a real person, think about, you know, your aunt (laughs) that really needs your, your services that really struggles and think about her when you're writing. And that can really help too, because if you think about it as a real person, it's, it's a lot easier to, to write anything, whether it's a website or not. So then, and then you can always kind of take whatever you're creating and kind of measure it against that benchmark of, okay, is this, would, is this addressing what Lindsay is concerned about? Or because I, I literally name them. (laughs) I'll create, I'll I'll create in uh, a couple of avatars or personas or whatever, and I'll name them. And then I'll measure my communications against, you know, I'll, I'll look at my emails and be like, okay, is this something that Lindsay would you know, resonate with. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So if you're thinking about someone like that and you have them in mind, it really can just help because it just, it gives you that ability to like paint that picture in your head of what they need. And so, and it's going to be so different if you're an organizer who works with busy moms versus, you know, corporate executives, you're going to be writing completely differently. And so having, you know, taking a little bit of time to think about that, because, you know, it's the cliche of if you try to talk to everybody, you talk to no one. And so it's the same with, you know, if you write to everybody, you write to no one. And so really that's kind of the first step. And so getting really specific on what it is you do and who you do it for. So the what, you know, in this case is typically organizing, you know, it may be also time management or productivity skills and so forth. And so thinking about what it is that you do and what it is you offer and who you do it for, that's like the key thing. The first thing is to get specific. So then people wonder, you know, like, okay, well then how do I write it? How do I make it sound clever and cutesy and fun. And I always recommend that it's really important to be clear before you're clever. So instead of trying to think of some amazing thing to say, really just be clear about that 
what it is you do and who you do it for. And the rest often comes, comes from there. So, and and the clarity can sometimes even be keywords, um, thinking through what are people, what are people typing into Google? You know, what questions are people having? Because then you can use those specific questions as the title of your services page or within headers of your about page. Exactly. Because when we're writing for our website these days, it always has to be, you consider that SEO search engine optimization as part of it. And so that's very true too. And when you do, when you're thinking about Lindsay or whoever your ideal person is, you can actually kind of have an easier time of thinking, what are they at home searching? Like, what are they grabbing their phone for at like 11 o'clock at night? Like, I'm so stressed out about my house. You know, what are they punching into Google? And that's, that's where thinking about who you're talking to really, really helps. Sometimes I even visualize, um, cause, cause people will reach out to me, especially locally and, you know, friends or friends of friends and ask if we can go to coffee and they can pick my brain. Yes. (laughs) And so some, I'm not able to do as many of those as I would like, Yes, Um, but also I have to kind of conserve my energy there. (laughs) But, um, but when they do, I think, okay, like I revisit that in my mind, like, okay, if I'm having coffee with Lindsay, like what were all the things that she was asking me and how sitting across the table from her, would I have answered that? And then, cause that that's talking how I speak Yes, it's, and it's, it, it was a real person. It was a real situation. And that's the other thing that I tell people is that not only talk the way you talk, but talk the way they talk. So Mm -hmm. when you're having that kind of a conversation with someone, you know, you, you can think back, think back to clients you've worked with, like your, the clients that you love, what were the things they said before they worked with you and the things that they were really struggling with, you know, they felt like their home was chaos or the kinds of things they're saying to you before, and then think about what it is they say after. And you want to have that in your website, because I think with websites, especially we get very, we get very like in our heads about, we need to list our services and have really what people want to see when they come to a website is what they're going to get. Right. And that's not like hours of elbow grease and, you know, that's what they need, but right. they want to see that transformation, that result, that outcome that they're going to get right. from working with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, focusing on that transformation specifically in this line of services um, yes. is such a huge way to allow uh, or to, to get people to think about how you can help them is just exactly. show them how you've continuously helped others make transformations in their homes. Exactly. And so when someone is writing and they're struggling with what to write, I always say, try to tie a benefit to mm-hmm. a feature. So if you are, you know, if you are listing out things that you do to help people, if it's like a, an introductory phone call, you want to tie the, the um, benefit to that where it's essentially a meet and greet. It's an icebreaker. It's to see if you guys are a good fit. And so you always want to put something to that benefit to each feature. So then if your next step is a consultation, you want to tie the benefit to it, not just Mm -hmm. this consultation that sounds formal and stuffy, but you want it to, to speak to the fact that it's going to give them like a game plan. It's going to give them an actual vision of what they can get from working with you. So always speaking to that result, 
whether it's in your headlines and it's the big picture transformation, but even the little transformations that are going to happen along the way. Yeah. So I'm just kind of thinking through some examples of that would be, um, so if we go through the PO process, so that consultation, um, the benefit would be the consultation, the result would be the vision or the game plan, right? The vision, the game plan, the action yep. plan, the feeling of actually having a way to move forward. Because yeah. I think that's the thing that with a lot of clients for organizers struggle with is they've tried everything. They've tried right. the books, they've watched the shows, they've done everything and they just need some hands-on help. And so, you know, knowing what they're going to get is really, really yeah. important. And so how would you, if you were to kind of run through the, the PO process of, you know, first we do the consultation and then we do this, you know, this package, we do these kind of like, if we were to go through the process, what are some of the other um, benefits that you would then describe as results? Yeah. Typically if we're speaking residentially, you know, I, I often, work with women who are working with women. And so I'm writing things from that perspective of, you know, just some of the bullet point benefits of like finding your keys when you're trying to rush out the door, you know, like painting that picture, telling that story in your words, um, finding those tax documents when you really need them, you know, that's kind of relevant for right now. Being able to park in your garage. Yes. Parking your car in your garage. That one comes up a lot when I speak with, with organizers when I'm writing for them. And so parking your car in the garage, you know, just being able to find things when you need them, having your kitchen counters clear, Yeah, you know, um, loving your home. Some of these simple things that they just want to love their home again. They just want to feel that peace and calm of their home. And so, decreasing the stress. Yes, decreasing the stress for sure. And you can, whether you're working with someone in their home or in a corporate environment, you can speak to those benefits, whatever they are. If, you know, in a corporate environment, it's more about the efficiency and, and so forth, but you can still do it in a way you can write it in a way that connects with people, you know, so corporations, they're still people too. And so people buy, buy from people. You just want to write it to whoever you are talking to with those benefits. Yeah. Well, and something that we want with our websites too, is to be able to, um, you know, kind of present ourselves to clients, um, be able to tell them who we are, what we do, how we do it. But the best websites actually kind of take you on a journey too. Yes. So tell me about the journey that works the best in this kind of situation. Sure. Well, I think there isn't a specific one. I think that's part of the fun of doing different websites is each organizer is going to be different and they're going to have their different story. And um, so I think that's what's important too. And, but this is another good thing to think about before you start writing anything is think about that journey with your client and how that looks and feels. And, you know, I've, I've worked with someone recently who she becomes like a part of the family, you know, Mm -hmm. she, she knows the people's kids' names. She knows the the pets in the home and so forth. And so we tell some of that in the story, whether it's in the bio, but you want to make sure that you have these little different parts that are in there that, that tell your story. And so, you know, the homepage is the first, the first page people are going to see. And so 
that needs to speak to that overall transformation that people are going to get. But then throughout the rest of the pages, yes, you can continue telling that that story of what it's like to work with you. Yeah. Well, and even um, I'm, I'm thinking about the client journey, even navigating the website too, Yes, because you want to you want them to have that connection with you, but then you want to steer them into the, na- the next step. You certainly do. So each page should have a call to action. So a CTA is a common you know, lingo that you would hear in copywriting with uh, a call to action being like the one thing you want them to do next. Always yes. telling them, always being really clear with how you know to proceed, whether it's to on a homepage, it might be to learn about how it, how it all works, learn about services and rates. And then once you get there and they've learned a little bit more, the call to action might be contact me, you yeah. know, and we want to keep those things simple as well and try to keep them to one per page where we're telling people that next step. And with a website, your, your point made me think of this, that a lot of times people will try to get cute and clever too with like the navigation and that's somewhere you don't want it to be difficult at all. Right. You want people to just know how, you know, when they get to your website, they want to know what it's like to work with you, what they're going to get, what their transformation is going to be. And they want to know how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. They want to know what it's going to be, be like. And so making it really simple for them to find those things it is yes. important. Well, and and so often people want to put so much on each page of the website. Like, well, what yes. if they're thinking of this or they're thinking of this? Like, I want to be able to serve up kind of like a buffet. Yeah. But if you take a look at some of the really good marketers out there, there's often one CTA. There's one yes. place to go on a page. Yes. Um, even specifically, if you are, let's say you're on Pinterest, um, you see something that kind of, that resonates with you, you follow the link through and you realize it's a landing page. So it's not, you're not just being taken to someone's overall website, but they're taking you to their landing page to subscribe or whatever to their email. A lot of times the really good marketers don't have anything else on that page other than here's how you subscribe. And then the call to action of subscribe, download. Yes. Yes, I want this, like something so that there's not even a lot of times there's sometimes there's not even navigation because they're like, no, you're here. This is, (laughs) this is what you're doing. Yes. With, with landing pages and sales pages. And that's a different subject that we can talk about another time. Cause that could be a whole, whole episode, but with landing pages and sales pages, it's really important to have one call to action. You don't want to navigate them anywhere else. And so when we apply that same principle to a website, yes, we, we want to try to keep it to one thing for them to do. And even you'll notice with really good marketers on websites that it's kind of consistent throughout. It's Mm -hmm. always trying to funnel them to that one action, whether it's to call email, you know, sometimes it's to purchase something right there on the website. So whatever it is, that's, that's throughout the website and it's pretty consistent too. You don't want to be shooting them all over the place. You know, right. you want to keep them there because it's, you don't have very much time to keep them there as we know. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And actually Google analytics can really help, um, let you yes. know where people are coming from and then how long they're staying on your page. Exactly. And a lot of websites, it's just like 
bounce, bounce. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's it. where some of this writing comes into play because you really can keep them there longer when they feel like they're, you know, it, that it's speaking right to them. And right. so one thing that really can help with that too, because you mentioned about how, when we're writing our website or anything for our business, we want it to be showcasing ourselves and so forth. I think people often get stuck in that. And that's where another simple um, copywriting tip comes into play of swapping the I for the you. So a lot of times you'll go to a a website and it will be all about the person. You know, it's, I do this, I'm great at this. And it's a natural tendency. We all do it. Right. And so it, it might be, you know, about how I am a member of this association. I've been organizing forever and so forth. So instead, if you can flip it to, you need someone who has been, has been organizing forever. That's really You need someone, you know, and so anywhere you have some eyes in your copy, even in your social media, just take a look and see if you could switch it to you. And it will often read much better to the people you're speaking. Right. That's such a good point. Um, Something that I have told clients for years is Though you think you're the hero of the story, you're not, you're the guy, (laughs) you're not the hero um, because it's someone else's story and you're just helping them along the way. Yes. Have you read The Story Brand by Donald Miller? I have not. No. It's really great in uh, specifically helping you capture kind of the story of your business and being able to kind of put a, uh, put a story around your brand and then be able to tell it well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fascinating. There was basically a few story arcs that are repeated over and over and over again in famous movies, famous books. It's all, you know, there's a hero, they find a guide who has a path that will take them to a final result. And there are obstacles along the way, but the guide is going to help you overcome those. Right. And it's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. I haven't read it, but that's definitely a theme and, you know, something to, to think about when you're, when you're doing the writing for your business. So yeah, yeah, that conflict, you know, and that's the thing with something like organizing the people that you're speaking to, they really do feel a lot of conflict going on. They're, they're really struggling, whether it's at home or work and so forth. And so having, some, you know, imagine going to a website and reading it and having it just speak to exactly what you're struggling with. You're going to go, oh my goodness, she gets it. I'm going to call her. Yeah. And so that's why we need to switch some of these eyes to use. And even that. in a bio or even in an about page, it's not really about you. <laughs> you know, that's right. the thing is that we think, oh, we should list all these credentials and we should put out all these things. Really, you want to speak to the things that are going to help them, like why you're the person to help them. So if you're a busy mom who loves to work with busy moms, you talk about that and you put that feeling into it and you can pepper in some accolades and credentials and so forth, but really people want to just read and know that they are going to connect with you and that it's going to be a good fit. That's great. I love that turning I into you. And then that specific example of instead of saying, I'm certified in this, I'm this or that, switching it to you need an organizer who, and then kind of fill in the result or fill in the the transformation. 
And then kind of within that framework, present yourself as the person who can help with that. Exactly. That's really good. Exactly. And tie it all together. And actually on that same note, one thing I have noticed on so many organizers websites is it's so hard to find who they are. Even on yes. about pages, I've gone and not been able to find a name. I'll see a picture. Yes. I'll see like, and they'll say, I love organizing. I, this and so forth, but they don't even have their name. And so that's just one little nugget I wanted I, to put out there because, yes. and it's no, yes. you know, it's an understandable mistake we get sure. in our own head and we're doing, there's so many things in our business to be worrying about and thinking yes. about, but we have to remember that people just want to connect with you on some right. sort of level. And so make sure you're putting your name, <laughs> your, right. your name out there. It's Even so if you simple. have a professional business but, name, yes. you need to be part of that. You, your name needs to be somewhere. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're describing about, you're kind of talking about, you know, the, the specialties of the business, the name of the business, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. You still need to say, Hey, my name is Jen. I, you know, all, you know, all these, I started to say, I <laughs> No, it, you know, we all do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. That is something I've noticed too. Um, there's actually three things that I've seen on as kind of a struggle, one yes. being name, like figuring out who, you know, who, who is this yes. second, a lot of times service area is missed. Um, oh, okay. so even just saying like, like you need on your website to say, serving the Raleigh area. Absolutely. Um, yes. The actual region the or region area. That so important serve. for SEO. Yes. 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 And then the third is that call to action, like the call to schedule an appointment, email me to schedule an appointment, like yes. that CTA to take that next step. And those are, those are the three I would agree with you on that are, are common and, and so many people do it. So you know, if you're struggling with that kind of thing, it's, it's very common to struggle with it because we think, oh, we'll write a website, they'll get it, they'll understand it. And then they'll call us. We gotta, we gotta tell them what to do. We, you know, just think about when you're on a website and you're thinking about, you know, purchasing something for your home and you just want it to be easy. You just want to know, okay, so I'm thinking I do need this. How do I answer, you know, how do I get the questions answered? You just have to tell them what to do. So having that call to action is essential. Yep. Well, and and if someone, if, you know, if you're working on a website and you're thinking about all these different things that you need to communicate, if you just kind of pull up a little bit and just remember, they need to know my name, they need to know my (laughs) service area, and they need, they need to know how to get a hold of me. Yes, absolutely. Some primary. Yes. And just have that lens of thinking about that ideal person and what their experience is. You know, if they're landing on your website, what are they going to be wondering? And, you know, are they going to be able to figure out what the next step is like to contact you? So just always thinking about it from their perspective. So I know that there's always a little bit of a question of, you know, how much do I describe the services? Do I put price points on the website? Do I have them go ahead and just straight schedule or do they need to talk with me first? What are your, um, what are your recommendations on communicating those pieces? I think some of those pieces, it's so individual based. So some people do like to put the pricing right out there so that it's clear and obvious, but then there's also the school of thought that 
a lot of people don't really know what professional organizing is. And so when they see an hourly rate or a package rate, they get that like sticker shock, you know? And so for some people, it's not a good fit to put the pricing out there. But what I think is important based whichever way you go is to make it clear how they can find out. So if you aren't putting the pricing there, you know, making it really clear to contact me to learn more about my rates or something really clear that makes it so that it doesn't seem like you're trying to hide it or ignore that part of it. But so I think it really can be a personal choice on which way you go, but just making it clear, clear about that. Yeah. The pricing. What was the other part you asked about? Not just the pricing, but. Um, I think even um, some questions I've, I've gotten are, how in-depth do I describe the services? Yes, exactly. So just again, think about the people reading it and how in-depth they would want you to go. I would say not too in-depth. I think mm-hmm. I think the thing is we tend to go a little too, too deep. And so making it clear, like having on your services page, you know, a, a process that you follow, like we talked about earlier yes. with, with the initial call and then maybe a paid consultation and then hands-on work and, you know, so they can see how it's going mm-hmm. to work, but we don't need to go into really, you know, long-winded descriptions of these things. So, yeah. That makes sense. What else do people need to be thinking about for their website? Yeah, we've covered so much. Um, I know. You know, We're so I, speedy it's, getting it's through all question. of it. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, it's one thing people will often ask me about are things like blogs and if they should mm-hmm. be writing a blog for their website. And I always recommend that, again, you think about it a little bit first because when you're doing something like a blog, it's a long game. It's not something that's going to bring clients in the door, you know, the the next day. And so if you're just starting out in your business, a blog or some of those extra things are probably not necessary. If it's something you like doing, sure. You know, you can, you can think about that, but blogs aren't something that's necessary to do for every business. And I think with so many options out there for marketing, that's the thing is we need to pick and choose the things we can do well and not do it all too thin. And so that's my general answer to the blog question. um, If if people are wondering if they should have one. And I would agree with that. I think the way I think about it and, and talk with my clients is thinking through infrastructure pieces, Mm. like what needs to be in place so that as the business grows, as my time frees up a little bit, what can be added to. So it's kind of like you put the things that are necessary out there first. So website necessary being on Google business necessary, but then, but those are also foundational pieces that maybe you don't update Google business every week the first year of business because it's just, it's too much, but it's nice, you know, when you're six months down the road to be able to do something like that. So I think same with the blog, because it can help, um, you know, with SEO and pinging Google and positioning you as an expert and all of those pieces. But it's as long as you have a website that you can add that feature on at some point, that's fine. And then right. if you want to add that, you can, but yeah, you don't want to take on 47 different tasks Exactly. Spreading when you're trying to get your name out. 
Yeah. Yeah. So when you are first starting out, what I recommend with a website, if you are, you know, early stages, it's good to have the homepage, the about page and a services page. You Mm -hmm. know, those are the three things that people are really going to, to want to know about. And then as you grow, you can add on more things, whether it's a blog, um, you know, a contact page is really simple, but that's yeah. sometimes in the about page when people are just starting out. So, but those are like the common, common pages people use. And then yes, as they grow, they may have different pages on their websites. So things like free resources, if you are trying to grow an audience or have like a lead magnet and, and so forth, then there's some other, other pages you can put on your website. But just to start out, if you're in the early yep. stages, you know, that homepage about and services, those are the key three. Yep. Yeah. And what are your thoughts around pictures and you know we hear a lot that a picture a picture tells a thousand words right. what's your um what are your thoughts on kind of text and picture yeah i think it's a, a balance and it's necessary of course we want imagery we're so imagery driven and so having images do tell you know so much yeah. and it's you're going to get a different vibe from one person's website versus another based on imagery based on the writing and everything. And so when you can pick images that really capture that story as well, that can help. And so there's so many resources out there to get some of that imagery and, you know, it can be simple when you're getting started, you can just use some of the, the basic tools and then also using things like titling the imagery in a yes. certain way with your files and so forth that can help with website too. That delves a little more into the SEO side that I'm yep. not as much of an expert in, but there's things like that with imagery that can really help boost your SEO too. So, yeah. and I think having an image of yourself is a key takeaway too. Yes. We've talked about this a bit, but I think making sure not even necessarily only on your about page, but incorporating yourself throughout the website, even if you have an overarching professional name, bringing yourself into it more with an image of yourself, even in like the footer and a little two, uh, two sentence blurb about working with you, something that just kind of brings you into it a little bit more is, is helpful. I agree because so much of your website, you're really, you're, you're selling yourself and why someone would want to work with you. And um, having a picture that shows you personable and approachable and friendly yes. um, is just kind of part of that human connection piece. Yeah. That personal brand. I think it's, it's important. People want to see who's, who's behind the scenes. Definitely. Yeah. Well, these have been some great tips, lots of good things to think about. Good. Is, is there anything that you were hoping to touch on that we did not. I don't think so. I think we've covered a lot and yeah. Is there anything I haven't covered that you are curious to know? Um, tell me how people can get a hold of you. Yeah. You have, I'm assuming you have copywriting services. I do. I do write websites. I write the actual websites for people and I also write emails. I write all sorts of things for people. And the way you can find out more is to visit my website, which is mollyzwinters.com. And then I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and it's at Molly Z Winters. 
So. Wonderful. Well, I will include that in the show notes so that people Great. can be thank sure you, to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Molly. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Head over to the website for full show notes at proorganizermarketing.com. There, you can also sign up for free tools and resources to grow your business. See you next time.